Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome. It's time Hello. for us to have a lovely time. I Hello. went on a plane, then I went in the taxi. We drove all along to the edge of the Black Sea. Mark came along, he was riding a horse. Joe and Ben came, of course, but Will and Ed were late. Because they crawled on all fours. They crawled to the Black Sea. Section podcast. It's the horn section podcast. It's the horn section podcast. It's the horn section podcast. Hello. Whoa. Whoa there. Whoa there, cowboy. Saddle up your horse and put down your pistols. It's the horn section podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello, Alex. Hi, Alex. What are we gonna What are we gonna do today? Party like it's, it's 1999. About. We're going to do a brilliant podcast. We're going to yeah. try really hard, and it's a case of focus, focus, focus. Urgent music, please. Will there be music? Sure, yes. if that's what you want. Will there be a special guest? Fine, no problem. Will there be three jokes about French presidents? I don't see why not. But first, guys, are you ready for the big question? Yes. Yes. Who's looking forward to Easter? Oh. Guys? Yeah? yeah. Got, got your eggs? Yeah. Everyone bought your eggs? <laughs> We've got some I don't eggs. have an egg for lunch today. No. What? How, how, many, how many sleeps till Easter is it, Willip? 50. 50. Have you been a good boy, Ben? Is the, is yes. the rabbit going to come? I hope so. <laughs> Easter! <laughs> Easter, it's nearly Easter. <laughs> hey, I was just wondering, Joe, on your trumpet, can you play the music to uh, Super Mario Brothers? Thanks, Joe. Hey, Mark, I'm just wondering, <laughs> on the saxophone, can you play the music to the Super Mario Brothers, but better than Joe? Oh, yeah. OK, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a saxophone quartet in your house. Ba, 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 da, ba, ba. All right. Hey, oh, Willip, hey, I was just wondering, can you sing the music to Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> hey Ben, 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 on your drums. Can you play the sounds of Pong, please? Sounds of what? Pong. 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 Yeah, it's the computer pong. game oh, good section. One, good one. Lovely. Oh, good shot. Good shot. Yeah, just showing off everyone's skills. And pianist, on your piano. Can you play the music to Tetris? Oh, I think I know how it goes. Lovely stuff. Oh, Willip, you know about computer games, don't you? I do, yeah. Computer games have been around for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians were big fans of computer games and left a number of paintings illustrating their love of a particular computer game called Chucky Egg. Chucky Egg is in fact still with us, which makes it one of the longest-lived, continuously active cultural artefacts in existence. But that aside, the best computer games today combine strategy, geography, pop culture, issues of global relevance, exploding cats and everything in between. OK, well, let's, let's get on with the show. Who's got a guest? We got a guest, Hooray! and let's meet her now. Uh-oh, it's only Nina Conti. Nina Conti. Everyone say hello to Nina. 
Hello, Nina Conti. Uh, hello, Alex Horn. Uh, Nina, are you ready to begin the podcast process? Yes, I think so. Good. One piece of music mm. that summed you up best, off the top of your head. Mine would be the cup. You know that cup song when people would. I think it's called "When I'm Gone." I think it's from Pitch Perfect. I think someone sings it and they stack some cups and claps, and it's a really annoying song, but it's quite fun. I think that's me. I think I'm quite annoying, quite superficial, but I'm quite fun. Oh, that's nice. So something that reflects you. If I was a song, yeah. what I would be? Well, I'm kind of trying to just get a measure of you as a person. If you, <laughs> The <laughs> fantasy version would be the girl from Ipanema, but I'm a bit getting on a bit for that, but it used to be that. <laughs> No, that's fine. I'm going to have to change it for something else now. But... No, we'll have that for now. That's good. And also, I should probably introduce you properly. I, I have a theory that nearly everyone who listens to this will know who you are. But we'll I'm going to introduce you properly. Yes. By, have you heard of something called Googleism? It's a website called Googleism. No. No, it's googleism.com. And if you type in a word, it could be a name or a thing, it will tell you all the most common phrases that have been used on the internet at all before using the word is. So if you type in Mr Blobby, it says, Mr Blobby is some bizarre British kids show, I think. Okay. Mr Blobby is a big pink cartoon type thing and Mr Blobby is ready to bounce into action. Those are the three most common sentences. Wasn't he awful, Mr Blobby? Good Lord. We talk about him quite a lot in this podcast. Really? He's extraordinary, yeah. Yeah. I guess he's sort of in your world, is he, slightly? Oh, I hope world? not. Oh, I hope not. Yes. <laughs> you never know what groups you're joining, but, uh, yeah, I think I might be in the, on the same... I think there's a Venn diagram. ...with him if everything goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being on the same arc as bloody. <laughs> um, when I typed in Nina Conti into Googleism, it said, Nina Conti... So this is what other people have written. Yeah. In articles or in chat rooms, it's terrifying, really. Nina Conti is the funniest woman in the UK ever. Then it says, Nina Conti is a talented ventriloquist who won the BBC New Comedy Awards in August 2002. Well done, Nina. That's like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, The next one is Nina Conti is fairly new to the comedy scene. (laughs) Nina Conti is now an actress. Nina Conti is quite a surprise. And Nina Conti is genuinely distraught. (laughs) Does that that sum you up? Yes, very good. Genuinely distraught. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, am I? God. I mean, I hate to think I am. I, like, I think I project that I am probably more than I genuinely are. Because I, I, I would describe you just as is a... Nina Conti is a comedian. But would you... If you had to pick one, would it be comedian or actor or actress or ventriloquist or writer? What would you say? Or the, or the three... The, the actress, ventriloquist, writer and whatever the other one was, I mean... Well, I just went for comedian, because I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think I I couldn't do the ventriloquism without the acting, and I couldn't do the the comedy without the ventriloquism, you know, it's that... I hope I could do the comedy without the ventriloquism, but I I tend not to. But, yes, it's a kind of... They're all very much entangled, those things. Oh, that was Nina Conti. She's a top, top guest. She certainly is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, look... Um, we should play a little song now because that's what at least one listener is here for. And this week, our big song has been penned by our big bassist. Let me introduce you to Willip Collier. Whoop. Yeah, some sad, sad, sad music, please, as I introduce you to him. Thank you. Willip Collier was born in the morning from a great height and ever since he landed, he's been sniffing around, shaking hands with businessmen and wheeling his great big double bass all around the capital cities of the world. He's played Christmas carols for the Queen, Abba tune for Nixon and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart sing-along songs for prisoners in no fewer than 1,000 American jails. So now let's meet him, the man with the rubber face, the one they call the hopeful guy. He's a tremendous sport. He's covered in tats and he can accurately spit into a can over three double-decker buses. Keep going, Ed. He once pretended to be sick to impress a much older girl and he's got a phone number that is all sevens after the zero. Everyone, please be upstanding and cry Yo-ho, Willip, for Mr Willip Collier, the world's fastest cyclist. Keep going, Ed. A supreme swimmer and a messy eater, a man who can fold himself in half and then in half again and still chase after dogs if he has to. The only person to ever win the hat game title four years on the trot and a sloppy vegan. It's Willip under the cosh Collier! Yo-ho, what do we say? Yo-ho, Willip! Oh. Tell us about your song, Willip. This is a nostalgic song about soft drinks, performed by Michael McMarsbar and Bill McMarsbar, the Brothers Smooth. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> 
saxophone. It really is. I mean, I don't know about you. Of course. I, thought, yeah. I, I think it seems grossly unfair that having garnered success as a stand-up, half of a successful double actor, more recently as a director, Willop Collier should have produced such an ambitious, intricate and impressive song at his first go. <laughs> Anyone else got any feedback? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you I'm think, Mike? You were in it. I was in it, and I still think it contained all the joy and the sheer enthusiasm of an old-fashioned space opera. <laughs> yeah. Well, Actually, I've got a spare one left okay. from last week. Okay. Is, uh, a symphony of loyalty, greed, family, and betrayal. Was a bit, wasn't it? Well, let's go back to Nina Conti. Nina. We're quite lucky, I think, in our job that we can. Do, you don't have to be one thing. Do you? I mean, yeah. Well, I I was thinking when we first met. I the first time I remember you was at a gig at downstairs at the King's Head. Um. So maybe 20 years ago, I think, We did start at exactly the same time, I remember. I feel like we're of the same class. Yeah, we are the same year at school. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're sort of above... I think we're the year above Mark Watson and, you know, a few years above Josh Widdicombe's people. Yes. Are we we the the same same year as Jimmy Carr, maybe? Oh, I think he might have been... I think he'd been doing a little more. But, yeah, we are kind of... And Russell Howard as well. Who seems younger, but yeah, yeah started sooner. But it, it's weird that people like John Bishop are probably below us, and same as Michael McIntyre. But oh wow, they are, yeah, that's a yeah, that's sad, isn't it? I remember watching you thinking a lot of us were quite jealous because you had a thing that worked so well. Um, but I think I've always, I mean, I guess in a way, your ventriloquism it's sort of it's just a tool in your toolbox, I suppose. And I I have always had props, whether it's the band. Or, you know, picking a subject and talking about that for ages, rather than talking about myself and just being a man and a mic. Yes. So have have you you sort of suggested you've done comedy without ventriloquism? Have you done that? Have you done that much? Well, no, not as a um, not as a stand up, but no, that would be acting and characters and things like that. Like mm. the podcast I'm doing just now, I'm doing a podcast with Chanel Allen and I'm playing a woman called Greta who's like a new age kind of hippie and that's I guess that that's not ventriloquism but it's still character because um, mm. it's not fun uh doesn't feel like I'm properly playing if I'm just being me that feels like the yeah the that's a good point sort of that's, I know, that's like a default thing but I mean to turn that into something that was your working persona i don't know i might find that exhausting i prefer to return to the bland in between <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's it's true funny though that, you... that might not be true i mean that that could be construed as a bit defensive i think it certainly was a bit of an embarrassment being a special act as we used to be called back in the day when everybody was cool just with their jeans and t-shirts and microphone and if you had a bag that had other bits in it you felt like a real saddo packing up at the end of the night i saw you um doing a tv show in america in 2019 oh where you were you and your monkey were performing to rupaul drew barrymore <laughs> james corden sorry you came well, I don't know, you nearly won. You were brilliant. I nearly won a million dollars and I didn't. I lost out <laughs> to a very athletic Korean troupe. It yeah. Was, it was very uh, it was very funny to find myself there. And I did make sure... This isn't going to show in the UK, is it? Because Well, I, I hadn't heard of it. No, I had to make sure no release... Promise that it's not going to be shown in the UK. OK, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know. And I went over there and I entered a competition well into my 40s. Oh, 
was embarrassing. It was excruciating. Well, I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it's not, it's no different to me still singing songs that we've been singing for, te- you know, or playing with these idiotic musicians. It's, but just, to, you know, going yeah. around the world doing it, it it's, it's still it's still fun, isn't it? Yes, it is fun. It is fun. I mean, I, I really enjoyed being able to spend a month in L.A. and it was kind of fun to peek into that world, that, you know, that Britain's Got Talent kind of... I mean, the scope of that show, and it plummeted. I don't think anybody saw it, um, which was no, the I did perfect a good result. Dig. Um, yeah, yeah, I dug into the ratings. I had 17 million in the first episode and then 2 million in the second. It was yeah, and I was bizarre. in the second. I wasn't in the first one. I missed right. out oh, on the big one. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, it was, I was glad for it to be under the radar. It's just curiosity. And also thinking, well, God, I wouldn't mind uh, trying out America. And it's going to be really slow starting from scratch if I go start going to open mic nights. Why don't I just do one of these stonking competitions? And But yeah. it hasn't done as well as James Corden and RuPaul's other shows. No one no, saw it. But it won't do any harm. But also, I think two things. I think first, coming into that sort of thing now, when you've got a million years of or a million minutes of experience under your belt, is pretty good position to be in yeah and also you, you don't care I, well i imagine you don't care as much i wish i didn't care i was standing in the wings and i had to do like a four minute act in front of a studio audience that was really hand-picked and weird and i just oh was standing behind that curtain going i why why did i put myself in this <laughs> position where i can i could just it, it, i don't know i could totally humiliate myself if imagine if i bomb oh god it was so tough oh i would love to have that's the bit I would be most interested in, I think, just seeing you just before you went on. Yeah, looking at monkey's eyes for, you know, for metal, turning his also, head I didn't realise his eyes, his eyes pop out sometimes. I saw that the other day. Mm, yeah, little rubbish buttons that I rely <laughs> too heavily upon. But I also think, well, I don't know about you, I think it gets funnier, well, your act and hopefully my act, the older we get, the more ridiculous it is and yes. i think that's funnier yes let's, yes to still be doing it. i mean it would be very funny i think in my 80s if i make it um mm. to then i think uh, i'd love to still be chatting to him and making bedtime videos oh god my are demographic they, they... might be a little bit less i don't know no i think you'll be fine i think you'll be fine because he swears a lot i mean are there many other i feel like you've taken him into most directions Documentary, serious in. documentary. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I actually like him the more serious it is. I think it's quite funny when he's attending to something utterly seriously. Well, I do sometimes think he is quite serious. Yeah. Or he wishes he was a bit more. Hello, everyone. It's Alex here. Just to say... If you like what you're hearing, but would want to see what you're hearing... Then the Horn Section are doing a live episode of the podcast that you can stream and watch on a Friday night, April the 2nd at 8pm. Tickets cost £10 from DICE, D-I-C-E. So look up the Horn Section podcast live. Come and see how we do what we do. We will see you there. £10, April the 2nd. That's a Friday at 8pm. Also, you can send in requests for songs. One of our songs will cover another song and you can ask me questions that I will answer. And it's going to be... Terrific! Hey, Ben. Hello. Fancy a quick chat? Go for it. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, so-so. Yeah, so. How have you been? Okay. It's up yeah. very early this morning with a two-year-old. Yeah. yeah, what's happening then? Um... Not a lot, really. How are you inside of yourself? Warm and Warm. sort of wet. What do you think about Pamela Anderson? Yeah, she's okay. Well, Will, you know, you know about Pamela Anderson, don't you? Pamela Anderson has been around for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians were big fans of Pamela Anderson and left a number of paintings illustrating their love of a particular Pamela Anderson called Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson is in fact still with us, which makes her one of the longest-lived, continuously active cultural artefacts in existence. But that aside, the best Pamela Anderson today combines strategy, geography, pop culture, issues of global relevance, exploding cats and everything in between. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, I think that means we should play a game of the magic song! Oh, great. Magic song. 
Okay. Oh, 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 okay. So I'm going to be listening to a song in my earpiece and I'll sing along to it. You guys have to try to work out what song I'm listening to. So buzz in when you know what song I'm listening to. There are three today and the winner of the game wins a green T-shirt. Last week, there was no winner. Here we go, everyone. <clears throat> the song started. Do, do, do. Instrumental at the moment. <laughs> do, do, do. Do 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 Here we go. You're getting into it more than you did last week. I was want to help is what's uh, the way feeling wanted try to tell you inside the only thing wanted the feeling ain't a fading only one aren't you? here we go wait a minute see ah! yes stars by simply red it was stars oh, by simply red oh, of course yeah. it was of course it was I'm genuinely doing my best oh, I think this is a great <laughs> idea <laughs> I think I just, just have to go for it, don't I? Okay, yeah. second one now. But it's ba da ba bum, da 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 dum, bum bum bum. Round, ooh, and <laughs> wheels. Day, yes. Is it the wheels on the bus? It was the wheels on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, well, it's one all at the moment, but the last song, as always, is worth 100 points. Okay, so... <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Uh, uh. Still the acoustic. Du uh, instrumental, sorry. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. A picture. Yes. Hands up. Can you hear me? Dreaming for you. Come. Those noiseless <laughs> noises. <laughs> the heat. Yes, uh, someone's bust in. Is it Disco Inferno? No, you're going to kick yourself when you, when you find out what it is. I recommend speak, speak of you for this one, guys. Those eyes. And if you please, me. Uh, if you start like my father tonight. Yes, yes, Mark. It's yes. When Doves Cry. It is When Doves Cry by Prince. Yes. Not a bad version of that song. <laughs> the best so version Mark, yet, I think. Mark wins 100 points and a green T-shirt. Green T-shirt. Oh, well done. Yes. We've got the whole song that time, didn't we? Well, thanks for playing nice. the magic song. The magic song. But let's go back to Nina Conti. I was hoping to talk about Orville a bit. Mm -hmm. Is that...? Go for it. He's on the off. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, was, I wanted to do a bit of research about ventriloquism and music. Yes. Because this is a musical podcast. And um, that's my go-to reference, I suppose, Orville's, Orville's song. It's probably the most successful... Fly. Yeah, the most successful ventriloquism song, I suppose. Probably. Probably. You, how how many copies do you think it sold? The only. Nina? Oh, my. Oh. Sold quite a few. Uh, uh, four million? No, actually, I worried as soon as I said it, you might go too high. Yeah, 400,000. Oh. Yeah, it got, it got to number four. That's but a lot. still a lot of copies. Well, I mean, you're asking me, uh, uh, that's a metric I don't know. I, no, I don't know whatever anything sells. So no, it's, first it's a lot. A lot. Our, yeah. Yeah, our best single, we've had two, has sold 400 copies so right it's doing all right orville um i don't know if everyone will know orville 
I imagine there's a generation of listeners who don't know Orville. So Orville was Keith Harris's, one of Keith Harris's puppet. It was a green duck and a nappy. Yeah, a baby, presumably a baby duck. A baby a nappy, duck, but huge. A large baby duck and a nappy. So I don't know what he would have grown into. Very sad but eyes, watery big eyes. He's gone for a high pitched voice, whereas Monkey's got a lower pitched voice than you. Is that because male ventriloquists go high and, you know, you're trying to have a voice different from your own? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they call it the upper breath stream and the lower breath stream. It was in a very self important way in ventriloquism, but yeah, it's just a different note. No, I like that. It's, I think it's. I like taking this sort of thing seriously. Um, he performed. I'd had a good dig around Keith Harris. He performed for both Prince Harry and Prince William at their third birthday parties at, a, at private do's in the palace. Wow! Have wow. you have you ever performed in front of royalty on a? I imagine you've done the Royal Variety. I've never done the Royal Variety, but have I did not? also do Harry's birthday party on his thirtieth. So. Uh, oh, amazing. God, yeah, he loves a ventriloquist on his birthday, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, and then I also did the Queen's 90th. Yeah, I've done a couple, few, but I'm supposed to not talk about them, so I can't really, you know, go much further than that, other than for a moment. <laughs> I was flavour of the no, royals. No, that's fine. The Orville song. Mm-hmm. Uh, how familiar are you with the lyrics, Nina? Oh, boy, I think I could fly. Up to the sky, but I can't. Well, it's not. I think it's. I wish this is the problem. Oh right, that's or, it. Or it's it's a really sad song. Oh, it's that. But I can't. You can. You, it's that bit. I don't. I can't. Yeah. Oh. Well, then it goes. Then Keith goes on to say, "Well, hear what I'm saying, Orville. Who's your very best friend? You are. Yeah, I'm going to help you mend your broken heart." And Orville says, "Thank you." <laughs> And then, weirdly, it goes very dirty. He says, I wish that I had a mummy and daddy, but I don't. And Keith pretends to be surprised and says, you don't? <laughs> he should know, shouldn't he? He says, I don't. I off-. And then Orville says, I often pretend my sadness will end, but it won't. It will. It won't. <laughs> it's awful. What's the matter the, the with last... you, Orville? Why are you so committed to misery? Yeah. Well, Keith keeps saying, I'm going to help you mend your broken heart. I don't know why you, he's born... I guess it's an, he's an orphan that's been picked up by... Keith Harris. Yeah. His, the last verse is, So does this mean, although I'm green and not exactly bright, you want to care and will be there to tuck me in at night? The other birds laugh and say that I'm daft, and I am. You're not. I am. They tease me a lot and call me a clot, and I am. <laughs> anyway, it's... <laughs> I think it's quite heartbreaking. I mean, it's literally about this broken heart. But I feel like you've got a healthier relationship with Monkey than Keith ever did with Orville. And he has talked before that he thinks Orville's... People know Orville but don't know the real him. He's upset, yes, right. Well, he should should, sort of knew what he was getting into, surely. (laughs) (laughs) So you've sung in front of millions of people, weirdly, even though you're embarrassed about singing. Yes, Yes, I've managed to not notice that it's me doing it. You've sung opera? Uh, Ness and Dorma. Um, I think that might be it, isn't it? Well, no, you've sung every... Um, you've sung My Face Hurts When I Play Guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and more recently, you've sung a classic, a new classic, called um, Arse Hand. <laughs> and I was hoping that... Well, I was going to ask your permission if we could nip the record, nip the vocals of that off your YouTube video and turn it into a big song because uh, yeah, the comments... Yeah, I think it deserves it. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, I think we should make this fly. Arse hand has to, has do, to do you re- Do you um, read the comments on the on YouTube videos ever? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I, I, uh, I do on the day it comes out. I look to see how it's going. Yeah. Well, that one, it said... Uh, after Monkey sang the song Arse Hand, which I'm going to talk to you about, uh, people wrote, I now can't nod off as I've got the Arse Hand song in my head. When will Arse Hand be available on Spotify? You two should get Ass Hand, someone's called it, into Eurovision, and the Arse Hand song has got legs. So did it just come out of his and your mouths uh, in the moment? Yes, that was a totally improvised song, as I think it, the listening to it would bear witness to. I don't think anybody would plan that. <laughs> Can you remember the lyrics? Arse hand. Uh, no, but it was, <laughs> if you are a thing, then it's probably. If you are a fish, then it's probably a fin. Arse <laughs> hand. 
it's and I looked like at the video back and I thought, I wish I'd done one for like a, I don't know, like a politician. If you're a pol- and if you're Donald Trump, and it's probably your mum, arse mum, arse mum. One of the yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think it could starts be... with it starts with lying in the bed with a hand up my ass. What are you going to do? Why don't you ask? Arse hand. It's the thing that makes you talk. Arse hand. I think it's quite profound. Next time you're in America, I hope you perform arse hand in front of RuPaul. <laughs> well, I'd like to introduce... Oh, well, in fact, I'd like you to introduce the next feature, please, uh, Mr. Mr. Pianist, in your mm-hmm. best, deepest, booming voice. Give it a nice big build-up. It's the podcast within a podcast. Did R see an UFO? And now... <laughs> <laughs> The podcast within a podcast. Did I see a UFO? I'm sure that I saw an unidentified thing And that thing flied and I was quite surprised I saw it with my eyes in 2005 Now I need to describe what I saw to you guys A UFO that's what I think I saw. U-F-O-S. I would like to see more. A-U-F-O. That's what I think I saw. U-F-O-S. I would like to see more. Some mysterious guitar, Willip, please, under this week's episode. So, as you'll remember, last week we met Eugene Grant from Norfolk, who told us all about the London UFO sightings in 2005 and 2006. Well, I haven't yet managed to find out the date that I saw the UFO, but I've had a major breakthrough. I was Googling round UFOs to, to see if what I saw was typical, and I came across a lady called Mrs Anne Finch, who's written a number of books about... UFOs. I then called up Directory Inquiries to see if they had a number for Mrs Anne Finch, and they have. So I'm now going to call Mrs Anne Finch right now. So uh, maybe stop the recording as I... Let's see if I can get through. I'm dialing the number now. Here we go. Hello? Mrs Anne Finch speaking. Ah! Hello, Mrs Anne Finch. My name is Alex Horn. I know who you are. Great. Well, Anne, I was just wondering. Right. Well, I was wondering, Mrs. Anne Finch, if I could ask you about the. Um, well, the. Uh, so you've got to interrupt me. If oh. I could ask you. Yep. Yep. About I know the. You because I've been watching you. Oh. Well, that's great. I have. I mean, I've had a good run of it recently. I've been on um, House of Games of Taskmaster, of course. And would I lie to you? Mm-hmm. I've been on a. Um, I've been watching uh, you through your window. Have you? Have you, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Anne Finch? Mrs. Anne Finch. Mrs. Anne Finch. Mrs. Anne Finch. Why and how? Through your bedroom window. Well, that's very high up, Mrs. Anne Finch. I've got a drone. Have I you? Outside your window and record you sleeping. Everything. Oh no, sleeping, getting dressed, mm-hmm. reading. That is everything, Mrs. Anne Finch. Mm-hmm. 
hours of footage of you sleeping, getting dressed, and reading. Mrs. Anne Finch. That is I. <laughs> Can I ask you to describe your drone, Mrs. Anne Finch? Normal drone, flashing lights. It goes up and down and completely round. Completely round? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go now. Thank you, Mrs. Anne Finch. Goodbye, darling. Well, that's the end of this week's episode of the podcast. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> things are developing. Aren't they, John? She sounded bonkers, didn't she? Yeah. Mrs. Anne Finch. Her. Well, I'm in shock. I'm also a bit in love with Mrs. Anne Finch. I don't know about the rest of you. Understandable. Oh, well, it sounds like yeah. she might be in love with you. So, uh... <sighs> OK, well, let's go back to Nina and we can... Oh, uh... hang on, Alex. Yes? I've got, I've got a better way of throwing back to our guest. Great. What do you call a police car going to an emergency with some French cheese on its bonnet? Uh, ambulance avec Borsan. <laughs> Nina Conti. <laughs> Nina Comte. Avec. <laughs> okay, this game, I've written a game. It's called Are These Take That Lyrics or Are These Words That I Wrote Down in Three Minutes uh, Just Before the Podcast? Okay, okay so I'm, I'm going to read you a, often a somewhere between two and five lines of a... It might be a song, or I might have to scrawl it down. It's just really a test of uh, take that writing prowess. Right, first one. Is it horn or is it take that? I can't believe how it began. The wind now echoes in my soul. The past will cast its shadows long, and you will get me to my goal. Is that take that or horn? Horn. Correct. (laughs) Are you enjoying the game? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number two. Please don't walk too fast. We will make it if we pray. Love can bend and love can break and love will never stop us living our lives as we mean to. Ooh, that's a that's a curveball. That's a curveball. I'm going to go take that. No, that's that's me. Ah. Okay. You, put, you, you threw me off with that like long non-rhyming and non-scan yeah. at the end, you know. They do that. They do that take yeah. that. Put your head against my life. What do you hear? Close your eyes, but don't forget what you've heard. A man who's trying to say a few words, words that make me scared. The horn. No, that's take that. That's a million love songs. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm not. I'm upset that I've been wrong twice now. It gets confusing. Oh, well, I think you're trying to second guess me now slightly. <laughs> oh, I'm doubling over. It's like all double bluffing going on in both our it, minds. It's 2-1 to me. I think it's me versus you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, just a couplet. Wait, I've got something that you left behind, something that is small and round. Horn. It is horn. I like to think that they've written something about something that's small and round, but no, that was me. Okay. I know that you can change, so clear your head and come round. You only have to open your eyes. You might just get a big surprise. Oh, I don't know about that. I'd say take that. Take that. It is take that. That's shine. Uh, You've got two more. It's um, 3-2 to you. You're ahead again now, so I need these last two. Uh, If walls break down, I will comfort you. If angels cry, oh, I'll be there for you. You've saved my soul. Don't leave me now. Oh, that's a, like a very good horn doing a take that, I think. You think I'm getting better at it? Yeah. No, that's rule the world by take that. So it's 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> luckily, this has come to a satisfying climax because it's the final one, the seventh. Is this horn or is this take that? We've been here many times before, leaving rooms and slamming doors. We're climbing up the bedroom walls. Sometimes we make it so frustrating. That's I think it's easy that. to write songs. It is Take That. Conti wins. That's Hold On by Take That. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are now going to have a commercial break. After that, we can relax with three jokes about French presidents. 
Want to understand drums better? Want to know the difference between your mambo and merengue? You're not a prick. Of course you do. Well, you need a practice step-by-step -step guide, a set of rules to be followed in rhythmic calculations to guide you to learning to play and understanding the drums. Not only that, you need them to be written by the 45th Vice President of the United States from 1993 to 2001 to make this convoluted joke work. That's right. You need algorithms. Algorithms. <laughs> algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yes, thanks to those guys for sponsoring the show. We really couldn't do it without them. Hey, who wants to hear three jokes about French presidents? Me. Yes, please. Joe, it's time to release your jokes. Which French president was well known for his love of 90s jazz funk? Jack Chirac attack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which French president was well known for being a vegetarian? Francois, meat is wrong. <laughs> you might be able to guess the answer to this one now you know the system. <laughs> Which French president famously has very warm genitals despite not wearing any underwear? Nicholas, so cosy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lovely oh, stuff. Yeah, Will, very good. Will, you know quite a bit about jokes about French presidents, don't you? Yeah, jokes about French presidents have been around for thousands of years. The ancient <laughs> Egyptians were big fans of jokes about presidents and left a number of paintings illustrating their love of a particular joke about a French president called Napoleon Bonaparte. The joke about Napoleon Bonaparte is in fact still with us, which makes it one of the longest-lived, continuously active cultural artefacts in existence. <laughs> but that aside, the best jokes about French presidents today combine strategy, geography, <laughs> pop culture, issues of global relevance, exploding cats and everything in between. I wonder what Nina Conti thinks about those jokes. <laughs> I need to tell you three jokes that the trumpeter's written to see what you think of them. OK. The first one, which French president was famous for his love of 90s jazz funk? I don't know. It's Jacques Chirac attack. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. That's not yeah. a bad reaction. I think acknowledging that it is a joke is fine. <laughs> uh, which French president is famous for being a vegetarian? They're not at my disposal. I'd love to guess, but I don't no, know. No, we can guess them. It's Francois Meat is wrong. Oh, very I good. Think... <laughs> which French president... Uh, is famous for having very warm genitals despite not wearing any underwear, Nina. I do not know. That's Nicholas Sokozy. Oh. Nic Nicholas so Yeah. Yeah, I the like best. them. I'm sorry I gave verbal response rather than ha-ha response, but I yeah, that's what as tend to be what jokes do to me, but I applaud them. I, applaud I them. think that's what jokes do to everyone, if we're honest. Mm. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you what you're doing this year because I feel like if it's a podcast, you should have a chance. Is there anything you want to plug, Nina, or anything you want to point us in the direction of? It doesn't have to be stuff you're doing. Uh, no, I point you to myself, thanks. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> uh, no, I'd love, I'd love for people to listen to Richard and Greta, which is my podcast, which is filthy and wholesome at the same time. It can be quite lurid. It's not one to listen to with kids, but there's a kind of a grounding aspect to it, these two characters that I play with um, Shanoa Allen of the Pajama Man. Yes, he says hello to you, by the way. He says hello. Yeah, you've worked with him for a long time. I haven't seen him for maybe a decade, which is terrifying. Is he well? Yeah, he is well, yes. And uh, his character, Richard, is very funny. Richard came first and Greta followed. Um, and uh, it's really fun doing that podcast. I haven't listened to that and I will. It's out, is it? It's out now. It's out, so I don't know how this goes out, but I could give you a link to it and uh, that would be Yeah, we can grand. put it in the thing. But I yeah. think people will like podcast recommendations because I think it's the only way to find your next one. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen your writing style, your songwriting style through Monkey. Mm. Um, so I thought it'd be nice if you and I wrote a song before we go. Okay. Um, but we're going to improve a song and it's just the chorus of a song. Yes. My favourite song musically at the moment, is Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Take Are you down familiar that with one. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just about, yeah. I don't yeah, know the verse, actually, I do know the chorus. We're not going to worry about the verse. We're only okay. going to... The verse, it suddenly becomes rap. The way it works is 
they um, sing for a bit, then someone blows a whistle, and then Axel starts rapping. Ah. And the way they wrote it, it was a bit like how you and Monkey wrote that one. Uh, they were in a tour bus on the way home from something, and they started singing, and that was literally the first words that came out. <laughs> Although it was very inappropriate for... I, a slash did actually shout out where the girls are fat and they've got big titties. And they all and she, he wanted that to be the next line of the chorus, but Rose said, no, it has to be where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. But even that's a bit... It's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a very different vibe. It's a different vibe. It depends what party you want to be at. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't mind green grass or pretty girls, but I think we can go somewhere more interesting. Pretty's dull, isn't it? Pretty's for the birds. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's write a better version of the chorus, right. and then the band will play. Do you? Uh, we can change the style. We'll keep the same notes, but we can change the style of the music as well, if you want, Nina. What is it? Is there is there a genre you'd like us to do this in? Uh, like a sort of Spanish uh, Ipanema mm. vibe, one of those like Shabetta Gil kind of thing. Okay, it will be that style, and it's just three or four lines. So instead of take me down to the Paradise City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go somewhere. Uh, how, how do you want? Where do you want to go, and how do you want to get there? Nina? Something city. Oh, you're going no, to write could... it for me later, are you? I've just given. No, you we're the writing detail. it. We're writing, we're writing it, it right now, take and me then down. the band will perform it. Take Ideally, down. it's the same number of syllables, but we can squeeze a few more syllables in if need be. So it doesn't have to be take me down. It could be fly me off or walk walk with me. Uh, yeah, fly me off. Fly me off to the Crystal Palace. Since I've been doing a diorama today yeah i don't mind going to crystal <laughs> fly me off to the crystal i mean the crystal palace opens up it's such a glamorous name the crystal palace whereas actually it's just a big yeah the girls aren't pretty oh no sorry i didn't mean that they i'm sure they are lovely with the best well, i'm hits. sure they're more multi-dimensional than <laughs> just pretty they might yeah pretty and look, i mean i don't really want to go there i was just thinking about the scan of it you know well, don't don't worry too much about this. Where would I mean we're locked down at the moment. It's, I mean Crystal Palace. It feels like we could go further. Yeah, let's get further away. Let's get let's, further let's away. Let's go to uh, where do I pine for? I want. Yeah, where do you pine for? I pine, well, I'm thinking of places like Idaho Mountains or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Or where do I long for? I mean, I've been longing for a lot of places. Um, I want to go to, well, New York City, but, I mean, it's too boring and obvious. Oh, Alex, sorry, let me stop stalling. I'll think of something. Should we go to Kentish Monkey Town? Did, Monkey didn't um, um, stall like this. It just came out. Could we go to a different... Yeah, no, it just flies out of Monkey. Well, it's been striking me how difficult it is... Um, to find anything to do that's a bit different. And I tend to thrill when I get to go to a different supermarket. You know, there's well, a I new don't mind Morrison's. Going to the supermarket. I mean, um, can I suggest, instead of take me down, can we have something like let's piss off to, to make, because okay. it sounds, in, in a Spanish style, that might be nice. But, if, but do yes. you want to go to Morrison's? Is that what you're thinking? I like think it's at the new Morrison's. No, it's all so depressing. <laughs> yeah, also a tough rhyme, I think, Morrison's. It's a really tough rhyme. Um, all right, I want to go to shit. I'm, yeah, I feel is, like I'm actually going to get hard. to go. Like I'm get yeah. I don't want to blow my wishes, and I'll end up in fucking Crystal Palace. And I could have gone to Las Vegas. Palace. Let's go to Las Vegas. Okay. What's so... the name of the big hotel there? Oh uh, yeah. The yeah. where they sing the concerts. What's that? Where they sing the concerts? I'm going to look it up. Let's... Where do they sing the concerts in Las Vegas? Um, I've never been to Las Vegas, so I'm. This is good for me. Las Vegas. Have you ever performed in Las Vegas? Or oh, the Mardi Gras? Um, no, I have. Uh, I did a tiny gig. I don't think it really counts. Caesar's Palace. Yes. Maybe that's why you were going with that's Crystal, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah, Caesar's Palace. Okay. Take me down to. Let's piss off to the Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Well, it is the Paradise City, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, bear in mind, the band will perform this in a Spanish accent. It's going to be fine. Let's piss off to the Caesar's Palace, where we just need to end with something that rhymes with palace, if that's all right. I mean, there's not many options. Where there is no grass and the girls aren't embarrassed. I don't know. Yep, where... yep, no, that's in. That's in. That's done. Let's, okay. l- let's, let's lock that down. Where there is no okay. grass and the girls are embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're improving it. I think it's fine. Uh, then it, the traditional one ends with take me home, which is sort of misleading because it's suggesting he, he lives in Paradise City. Yeah. 
And then everyone joins in with, oh, won't you please take me home? Oh, won't you lend me your phone? Yeah. So, well, lend me your phone. Oh, won't you please lend me your phone? Right, yeah. that's done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all good if you are all good. I'm all good and I'm really happy about Arsehand having a little bit of music. Arsehand really is going to have a lot of music. And I'm not <laughs> going to give you any um, leeway into what type of music that is. You've already written the tune for that one. I think it's going to be quite a big band. Just surprised me. So yeah. excited. Well, I'm going to listen to your... Could you say the name of your podcast one more time? Richard and Greta. Richard and Greta. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did it take you long to think to go with Greta? Or was that uh, an instinct? No, that was instinctual. And, yeah, there was a lot less prevaricating uh, with that one. But Richard and Greta uh, are going to make your lives better. How to get the most out of your partner is what it's about. And it's all about being a partner and how to get the most out of your partner. Perfect. Well, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, listen to Richard and Greta. Thanks, Nina. Thank you, Alex. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. I think I'm having a nice time. Mark, are you having a nice time? Oh, lovely time. Thanks. Do you think hearing some of the messages that Willip sends me would mean you have a nicer time? Oh, definitely. OK, let's hear Willip's messages. What Willip sends to me, I think you all should see. So grab some beverages and listen to his messages. Yes, it's time to listen to the messages that Willet Collier sent to Alex Horn on his phone. His messages, so his his messages. So grab some beverages and listen to his messages. Twenty eighth of January, twenty twenty one. Willip writes: Terence Trent Darby and Cher have been working together. Collectively, <laughs> they're called Tear and Cher. <laughs> I replied to that one. I put, "Yeah, mate." Two days later, thirtieth of January this year. Hi. You know the suggestions for passwords bit you did on the last pod series? I thought we could do suggestions for email sign-offs to use instead of many thanks or kind regards, such as billions and billions of thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> I replied, yeah, that is excellent. Right, OK. Um, any other business? I've got a joke about Napoleon. Why did Napoleon conquer so much land? Because he didn't have much to lose. <laughs> nice. OK. I bought an audiobook. I bought an audiobook to help me in the kitchen. It was Delia Smith's How to Cook, Volume 2, which meant it was too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hmm. Well... That's nearly it for today's episode, except we haven't yet heard anything about Phil Collins. Let's rectify that right now. Colin Phillips. His, his brother's called Colin Phillips, or Cole for short. Phil Collins' twin brother is called Cole Phillips. OK, that's it for today. Anyone else got anything to say? Well, look, everyone listening, please keep buying wow. our stuff on Bandcamp and supporting us on Patreon. We are very grateful. What are we? Grateful. Very grateful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's the end of this week's episode. I think it was a stunner. Thanks to Joel Porter and Joe Walker, as always. And thanks to Nina Conti for being the best guest ever. My song review today was from The Perfect Fool by Stuart Lee. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye! Goodbye.
Such a beautiful part of the world I saw the sights most every day And walked through a country so green I saw the marsh at night The tall tree and the creek After the storm At evening time The ochre sky above the ochre My favourite was the bow Everyone can enjoy these sights Cause they're painted by a special guy He's an artist based near Cork There's tingles for him You should visit his website PeterMarneyArt.com Spelt Mahoney but not how it's said PeterMarneyArt.com I don't really know how it is said Peter Moneyart.com M-A-H-O-N-Y Peter Moneyart.com M-A-H-O-N-Y He's from Brittany Brittany, not Britain, A, B, C, or D. He's from Brittany, Brittany, and his name is Philippe Legrand. He cycles to his work every day, even in the wind or rain. He'd cycle even if the snow was snowing. Philippe never lets that stop him going. He's from Brittany. And now we see why Philip is the best man Cause he's a lover of Cuban song My list goes on and on, on and on Most untimely Are you in there 
Cunningham Probably Jacob Cunningham With love from Shantyam To Jacob Cunningham Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.